0: Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on, and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com.
1: So there's a reason why I started Blood Origins. And that reason is simple. Is that I wanted to convey the truth about hunting. It brings awareness to,
2: to non-hunters that it's, it's more than just
1: Killing animals.
2: How do hey. I start it,
1: Brittany? My name, my name is. My, name. <laughs>
2: Does my hair look okay? It's fantastic.
1: My name is Mike Axelrod. Start again. Yeah, I hated it too. <laughs> Braxton, you said something in the car to me. You said that you were living on borrowed time. Hmm. There's a perception around who hunters are, what we're supposed to be, and a a feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter great I think we're live where's my whiskey? <laughs> right over there so this podcast is sponsored by Little Q Ranch, Run. Right? sure, yeah, Perfect. Oh, yeah. quail destination of champions there you go in Oxford, Mississippi there we go Which is an origin story. True. Absolute origins. So we're just uh, talking about why hunting's fun, right?
2: Yeah, that's what we were doing. It's not the first time that that was discussed. It was something, honestly, that I had seen on the Blood Origins that you had done.
1: And you asked... uh, Well, everyone thinks that hunting's fun because we kill shit. Well, partly... uh, would agree with that right no i don't Mm -mm. you just explained to me that the whole fun of hunting is the people the camaraderie the bird dogs the point it's a party it's a hunting party and parties are fun okay so (laughs) so the actual act of killing is fun (coughs)
2: Well, I don't think that the actual act of killing is fun as much as I think that the actual act of killing is sort of a natural act that is ingrained in all of us. And I have really had um, not a hard time, but sort of trying to work out, and I'm still working it out, so it's not something that's already set in stone, but I'm still trying to work out the ideas about killing i do think that it is the most accurate term and and when you kill an animal and we talked about this before when you kill an animal part of that is killing the notion that you are an immortal being yourself i mean it's you know you've taken something that's that's very fragile and at some point it'll be taken from you whether you know Hopefully you live out a long life and that's Mm -hmm. it, but you, what I've thought about with hunting and killing, especially as you've had, I don't think anybody comes to hunting without some sort of mentor, whether late in life or early in life. I think you have somebody that kind of takes you out for the first time Mm -hmm. for the most part. Now, you know, by and large, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are people that, that can kind of be a self-made hunter and look at these things if they haven't been brought up to do it and come into it a little later in life and say I'd like to see what this is all about and study, but it, but even even the study becomes some sort of mentor, right? Um, and so I think when you kill something, I think hunters understand how, how fragile life is. Like, to kill something is nothing to bat an eye at as if it's just, oh, this is just, you know, oh, I just, I killed this or whatever. But in conversation, it kind of gets that way at hunting camps and things like that. I just think that um, it's sort of this natural act. And then you you really do um, come to understand sort of where your place is, you know in life. I mean it's just, you know, everybody's life is a blip in time and you're trying to survive through that blip and everybody, you know, there's always a, a struggle that you're trying to get through and you know, some sort of chaos you're trying to order, right? Um and so I think the 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 fun part is sort of this byproduct right of what happens. You think about ancient man or people that went out on hunting parties that had to provide for you know, the tribe or or their families and what seems to lean toward the good of hunting and in killing um, is that you're happy. You know,
1: the happy... The celebration.
2: Exactly. It's not a deal where it's... It, it, you know, so, and celebrations are fun so it's not just this deal I'm reveling in this what I have killed. It's you're reveling in... Sort of, and and in just very short time, we talked about this earlier. Sure. I mean, you go, you know, just couple a couple of generations. Sh- that's it. Well, not even generations from hunt to hunt. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm talking about still what happens with with you know people who had to hunt to survive and eat, because um, at the end of it, once you've killed the animal after the hunting party and you've fed your family, there's on no more meat. You got to go do it again, and you know that it's a struggle and you know you you're going to have to plan and you're going to have to work and and all of that will cul- culminate in hopefully you know another animal that can help uh sustain you know sustain you and your family and your tribe but even in now if we think about it in in, in present terms there is still something that needs to be sustained and i think that has to it's almost it, it's it's more of a metaphysical idea about um it, it's hard to kind of wrap my brain around it a little bit but there is still sustenance even if it's not just that you're going to eat the animal mm-hmm. right i mean you know because the argument goes well you can just go to the grocery store and pick up a red boy can't you yeah that's true but the 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 Preparation and again something that is uh, biological within us to work and to prepare and to get ready for you know this this struggle we're all in we'll all be in you know mankind's always in and to have it the end result be you know we've 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 made this hunt we've killed this animal and there's a there's a bit of fun in it because. Um, it seems to be a natural good
1: you know well don't you think that the you know when it comes to the society that we live in today fun death killing those things don't go together Mm -mm. and so when you have hunters hooping and hollering and celebrating and for someone who is removed and apart from hunting, who does not hunt, a non-hunter, we're not going to get into the anti-hunters, but what they're c- they don't—they don't see that celebration as a celebration of endeavour. They don't see it as a celebration of, you know, an, an adventure in the field with friends. They don't see it, maybe even from a primal perspective, the celebration. And, you know, I don't think you could use this as an excuse today, but the celebration of I just did something that's going to sustain my life and my family's life for a couple of days because we have grocery stores. Right, 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 right. Um, And so, you know, that celebration, unfortunately, gets tainted by today's society's picture on perception of. That you are hunting something, you are killing something, and you're celebrating the death of that animal. Yeah. Yeah. And when we say we kill Mm -hmm. versus, you know, I'm harvesting that animal Mm -hmm. or I'm taking that animal. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm in the camp. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You don't hear a father next to his son in a deer blind saying, Harvest it, harvest it, harvest it, harvest it. You do here, take it, take it, take it, or shoot it, shoot it. That shoot it. Well,
2: that's something I've thought about too. When you talk about shooting, right? An Inac- an accurate. I, I well, In in my comp classes, I, I try to. And this is borrowed or or sort of amalgamated from other teaching tools and writing tools, but try to tell kids to be as precise and concise in writing as they can be. Um, Because what, because words have meanings Mm -hmm. and if you're using the most precise words, um, conciseness will kind of come about meaning that you don't want to get too wordy. Like we're having a conversation here and what's great about a discourse or Talking back and forth that you get um, is sort of like the 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 uh, what they call used to call in education the brainstorming kind part here because now I can bounce off you, you bounce off me. I get you know facial expressions. We're, we're we're figuring things out, and we don't have to be as precise, and we're definitely not being very concise because what we're trying to do is is generate ideas into some sort of words that we can make meaning out of and uh, come to an understanding about. Whether we agree or disagree because, you know, really what's what we're looking for is probably disagreement anyway. I need to bounce these things off. I need to try these things out. Mm-hmm. And if they don't work, then it's disagreeable or maybe I need to rework them. And so when it comes to talking about hunting and you talk about the word shoot, I've thought about that too, shoot. Even like here, um, when someone makes a shot on a quail, it, that that is difficult. You know? What do you say? Oh, we will say. What do you, you say? Ch- oh, we will say, kill that bird. But we'll say, no, no, shoot no, 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 no.
1: When they make the shot. Oh, you uh, anything? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, you mm-hmm, know. No, mm-hmm.
2: oh, you tell me what I say then.
1: <laughs> you uh, no, I would say a lot of people say, great shot. Oh no, yeah, hell of a
2: shot. That's what you say. Hell what of a don't shot. you say? Right. What don't you say? Well, a lot of times you don't say "hell of a kill" or "hell of a harvest." Right. Yeah. But shots, even though, when you think about what you're dealing with with shots, and again,
1: so you would say, to you would say "hell of a kill." I have before. Okay.
2: Yeah. Man, that man. Interesting. You killed it. You got it. Yeah. You that, killed it. You got you it. it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um and that's always you know if you watch it, if you watch a shot and it's a dead shot you know of course all these words work together he's a dead shot right he doesn't shoot to wing he doesn't shoot to cripple he shoots to kill mm-hmm. you know um but even in the act of that shooting too i think there's this idea that uh that's a practiced thing as well like it may be natural for us to to kill things and I'm sure there's an argument out there somebody will want to argue about, you know, it's natural to kill things. Yeah, it's natural to kill things. You see, you know, um something ingrained. But what may not be so ingrained, that seems to be the practice, this is something that we hadn't talked about and that I've kind of it's kind of been rolling in in up there in the old nog, is that maybe not so ingrained because we don't just come out being able to you know chuck a spear or or shoot an arrow or pull the trigger on a rifle and hit bullseye every time that's something we have to practice mm-hmm. and we practice to kill yep. we don't practice to wound Yep. and and it's something that is um wherein we're we're actively working you know, our muscle memory, our, our mind, you know, our body to make a shot or to make several shots that are going to be as precise, right, as they can be. Yeah. And to quickly kill an animal, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, a deer or a quail or, or whatever. And, um, I I I think that that is even part of the fun of it, just even
1: in the practice of. Sure. Right? right?
2: Um, so,
1: I don't know. So why do you think then that, uh, have you got a thought of why this term kill is so, has such a negative connotation to it?
2: I think it has such a negative connotation because it's so it's it's uh, so related with death, right? Well, isn't killing death? I think killing is the dealing of death, <coughs> and and I think that we, and I'm just saying, you know, we as sort of people, we don't like to think about death, right? right. I think that. Non hunters, and I don't want you know I'm not trying to get into anti hunting stuff either. But I think people non hunters don't have a good view of something that's been alive or or, or dies. Uh, let's let's even back up from from farming, uh, from from hunting, and let's think about farming. We talked about this earlier too. You know, if I'm raising a bunch of chickens, I'm ju- raising them to be, you know, out in the yard or free range. I'm going to raise them for food. I'm, they're going to die. I'm a cattle farmer and I'm raising them, they're going to die, you know, that's just part of it, um, but I don't think we have a healthy look at, uh, death, there's a poem that we read every, and it's in every lit book, American lit book, you know, this is the, the go-to, and kids, um, you know my students. It, sometimes it bothers them, and 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 the, that William Cullen Bryant poem, Thanatopsis. Do you remember that poem? I have not heard okay. it at all. Oh, Thanatopsis. He's he's he takes these two Greek words, Thanos, uh, death, and Opsis, sight. So seeing death, and he's really talking about when he, the the speaker is going out in the woods and saying, when you feel that you know life is really got you down and you don't, you know, you're feeling kind of down in the doldrums. Go out, I think he says, go out into nature and list to her teachings, you know, listen to what she teaches you. And then the speaker changes to nature and and she says something to the effect of, in a few days you will be dead. But she doesn't say dead, it's all these things. You will be mixed with the soils. It's a romantic poem, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of and that's another thing we talk to students about you know talking about what romantics you know the romantics really looked at death as something as you know natural they were in the nature and you end up being the uh uh, mixed with the elements and you're you know you'll be the clod that the rude swain turns over with his share plow you know and all that kind of stuff and um and so it's sort of this idea and and sometimes Students will get a little uneasy about that, but then it's sort of, uh, you know, you ask the question at the end: Are you comforted? Does this comfort you? Because at the end of the poem, he says, "Go out and live," you know, so that you know that when you finally cash in the old chips, that you're going to be just like everybody has been before you, and everybody will be after you. You know, you'll go and mix with the with the elements, and some of them will say. Oh that get wrong that disturbs me. I can't or some of them say, no, I you know, I kind of get that and, mm-hmm. and I tell them that you know that's sort of uh the view that I take like with with hunting if you have a a healthy view of that, you know, not morbid, healthy view of what death is, and then you know as a hunter when you kill something, again, it's just sort of this reminder that it's your life is kind of fleeting, and you're grateful for the time that you have whether you know that that you've you've practiced uh sort of this you've practiced in an art that has that comes about naturally from within you to to kill Mm -hmm. right you want to be proficient in that and the most and and again you go back and look all the way back you know uh you know the most proficient killer in the tribe was someone that had prestige because they were providing for something and now again, that argument of, well, you can just go to the grocery store. I said, well, I can't, I can't go to the grocery store and get that kind of emotional and spiritual sustenance by grabbing, you know, uh, uh, a ribeye or, or a right. sack of uh, chicken quarters for nine right. ninety nine that I can from when I go out or you take your sons or you take other people out hunting and they're, you're part of that party. You're, right. you're all involved in this sort of thing. And and you know sort of those bonds that you have, and and I'll say this from my part here, and you know running Quail Preserve, you end up having these bonds with these people that come out and hunt that you don't know, you've never met these people, and some of the, sometimes it's their first time here, they're coming out to hunt, and you're having to discuss things with them, you're talking about things. Uh, it's a, I mean you've I. You're, you almost feel like a therapist in some of these things right you know they want to talk to you and tell you what's going on with them at work and now here's a little bit of time where they can kind of you know call this place a time machine mm-hmm. well, this is a time machine here you can kind of step back in the time and be uh sort of back into what the good lord kind of made you to be and i know that might be a little
1: risque to. To talk about now, and well, that's interesting that you say that because that's the that's what we talked about earlier. Is that this idea of death and this idea of killing is essentially something that has been segmented. Segmented may not be the right term. Maybe the whiskey talking. It's something that's been, I would say, dissected out of society, in that it's something that is is ever present. But never seen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and because it's never seen, the disconnection has occurred. And so when you say someone comes out here to your quail preserve, and by the way, you know, typical me because I'm not a podcast host, I'm just a conversationalist. No never introduced can. who you were in the 20 minutes that we've been going. Oh, so nobody cares. Your name's Josh Kwong, and yes. you run a quail preserve here in Oxford, Mississippi, yes. and you're a teacher, and you're yeah. English buff and
2: yeah I'm I'm an English teacher first and then the
1: quail stuff is just sort of you know has come about so the idea of someone coming out here for the first time could be as you say they they come back into this this almost situation that they've never really been in and you say it's almost like a therapy session
2: oh oh yeah 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 And that's something, too, you're talking about where you don't see that all the time. So you're kind of disconnected with with killing and death. Um, You know, I think and I think what's further disconnected that is when we talk about terms, when we said killing and shooting and versus harvesting, that further disconnects. Right. Because. um, I've never thought of it that way. Well, it further. Well, think because that's the deal. Right. Thoughts manifest themselves in our discourses, words, and words have meaning. No matter what anybody says, they have meaning, and you dissect, if you get to the point where you're dissecting these words uh, and trying to make them mean something other than what they mean, to me, it's a stalling for time. I'm stalling. I'm, I'm trying to make something mean what I want it to mean, even though words Mean specific things, and so uh, now I think I'll substitute the word "harvest" for keel. and I think that'll make me
1: feel better about what it is that I'm doing out here. Do you think it's that? Do you think so? I would say that that's not why I use the term "harvest." Okay, I don't substitute it because it makes me feel better. I've substituted because it it. It makes what I do more palatable to the person that is disconnected from what I do.
2: Okay, well, that, and that's what we ta- we did talk about that earlier because we talk about you know when when we're talking to when I'm talking to composition students, you know, and uh, writing for the audience, you have to know your audience. If you're going to get anybody to listen to you, you have to kind of really come to their um, common ground. You get, if if you're savvy. Mm-hmm. Right, and maybe not even savvy is a word. Maybe if you're imp- empathetic, right? yep. With with what somebody's doing, and if you ever, if you're if you're in the business, not the business, if you're trying to have an open, honest discourse or discussion, of, and, and about a subject that's especially near and dear to you, it is really tough to separate that that uh, pathological, that that emotional um, connection to that thing, and say, okay, I can table. My feelings about this topic and use words and terms that I know, like you say, will be more palatable or, or un, you know, uh, um, engaging to someone that is not on my level. Not where I'm looking at things and they need to, um, I need to try to engage with them in this sort of game that we're having because it's mm-hmm. a game, you know, and mm-hmm. we're trying to see what the parameters are and the borders. So, yeah, I, I, I'll go with you on that. I have seen, though, by and large, that people want to use harvest because it's made me make are uneasy, even in the hunting world. I really, some people will use harvest because it makes them uneasy uh, to say kill, right? Uh, Maybe they just haven't thought about it. And I think that's sort of... And you know, it's kind of gotten to be a bit fashionable. I mean, you know, language changes a whole lot. You know, you've got different sort of slang terms for all kind of things, and that changes over and over. So, you know, that doesn't—that's not. I don't think that's just you know only exclusive to because you. I've watched language change, teaching different generations of kids, and you mm-hmm. know, slang words. They use they they use words. Now that I thought meant one thing, and now they've used it as a slang word, and so now it's just sort of being—it's sort of a fashionable to say, you know, you know, things like that. So, but I'm more about accuracy, and again, again, you go back to accuracy again. In shooting, you you've got to be accurate. So in conversation, you like to be accurate, and I don't think, and I think that and I don't want to say honesty—that it seems like you're being more honest when you're using accurate terms. Um. But it does feel like it's not um, – I'm not trying to hide the ball on it. Mm-hmm. Now, that's just me personally. You know, mm-hmm. If I say we're going to go out and kill you, these birds or we're going to go kill a deer, well, you know, that's what we're doing. You know, I'm not going to say I'm going to go out here. We're going to harvest this deer. And, and that's something that I think, you know, as, as uh, raising kids and my son, I mean, I would confuse the hell out of him. Har- what did he harvest? Right. What do you mean harvest?
1: You well, know? I think the worst term, I'll tell you the worst term, because my son uses it all the time, this, this and there's this, I guess it's a funny Instagram account, catching deer, right? Right. <laughs> right. He said, we're going to go catch a deer, and I was like, no, we don't, that's not what we do. No. Right. We're going to go hunt a deer. Now, I'll say this. We will
2: it, kill one. It'll be something if you could catch that deer, son, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I hope I can video that. Right. But, um... Yeah, yeah, you don't want, it, th- it seems to be confusing, you know.
1: Well, I like the description of accuracy, mm-hmm. and not conf- And the more accurate you are, the less confusion there is. That's it.
2: And I think, you know, even for the 900, and you're trying to, again, make it more
1: palatable or something, you would hope that if you could use those accurate terms. See, th- I think that is the key, though. In that frame of context, mm-hmm. for the non-hunting audience, they know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You don't have to... It's not confusing mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. It's it's accurate to them. It's just softer. Okay. That's all it is. It's not confusing. It's just softer versus what you're saying in, in the hunting community. Right. And you know, and it's this exploration of thought, right? It's this exploration of of why we why we do what we do at Blood Origins it is this idea of Have you ever thought about the word kill?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: If you ever got into a dialogue with another hunter about why they why they say X or why they say Y, why another hunter says harvest versus kill. Can you have an intellectual discussion mm-hmm. about those topics? And I think that's something
2: that's missing. I really, you know, to really talk about because it, you know, you're around old timers. I, I I start to think now old timers. If you break out the word harvest, they kind of raise that eyebrow and look at you, right? And you know, well, I kill them, right? And you say, well, what do you mean by kill? And then They'd raise their eyebrows if you didn't understand what I'm trying to tell you is an accurate term that I'm using. But I do think that that is an important thing to do. Is you know what we're doing now and what we the 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 ancients would tell these grand stories about the hunt around the fire, right? I think those stories kind of those stories as 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 Tennyson said, of poetry must be old as the rock but new as the foam. They're all the same story but they're just in, in a new setting or context. I think that was Tennyson. Let <laughs> me amend that. I'm pretty sure, I think it was. But, um, but, even now I think because this is a more complex kind of, kind of deal again, when you've got the grocery store, you know, that's a little bit of a of a wrinkle there um, and, they, and that's, to me, and that argument's kind of not uh, kind of a laughable argument because then you if you want to logically trace back where your ribeye comes from, right, There was a killing that went on. It get, go to the grocery store, right? If you're upset with hunting and killing, okay, and you can go in the grocery store and look down all that cold aisle and not see death. Hey, there's something going on. <laughs> you, you, you're, you, you've disconnected. got You, you're so disconnected or, or then, 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 then you probably know. Right. So, uh, you know, these stories that we're telling now around the campfire, these are sort of things like we're doing now and just trying to hash out, parse out, um, these terms and why we use them and why somebody would be, uh, off put by mm-hmm. that. And you're right. I mean you kinda got this you wanna say these things to be a little softer. And some and that's sort of the thing, I mean, that's just like with your kids and your discipline. There's sometimes there's time for hard discipline, sometimes there's soft discipline. And so which one's gonna reach what audience you're trying to just, dis- to persuade or not mm-hmm. even persuade, just kind of engage mm-hmm. with and discuss about what you're you know, what what hunting is and what killing is, and having sort of this healthy view, this, you know, thanatopsis, this idea of death seeing, and how you're going to look at it. And
1: all of that's natural, I think. Yeah. No, I think that uh, it's almost going to be an eternal argument that, not an argument, a debate. I think both terms have merit. There's going to be a situation in which one term is expressing what we do to somebody who is disconnected, mm. who doesn't quite understand the. H- well, they don't understand, and the terminology, the accuracy of the term kill mm-hmm. comes across as. It comes across as something that is. I don't want to say not right, but it comes across as something that is evil, something I don't do, something I don't partake in, something that I don't want to be a part of kind of deal. But then internally, inside of the hunting community, expressing to my kids, Mm -hmm. hey, yes, and I think this is where maybe we have faltered in the last five years or ten years in our community when you express to your my youngin we are going to hunt and we're going to kill a deer mm-hmm. that when we talk about killing that animal there is a reverence oh, yeah. associated okay. with killing that animal there's an ethos associated with killing that animal mm-hmm. like I said to my boys like w- you know why is this so important is, well it's because it's a living thing that we're taking the life of right all of that mm-hmm. does not get communicated when you say we're killing something. That's right.
2: Yeah, you're right. And you're looking on one side or the other. Yeah. Again, hunters understand that.
1: Mm-hmm. Or, well, I, or, 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 t- or technically, or t- I would
2: say a lot of hunters do not understand Okay, that. well, that's the thing. That's what you hope, right? You. And maybe some of that is, maybe, I will say this, maybe some of that is sort of ingrained as well, that they they do understand and, and maybe they, it's not articulated, you know, or, 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 or even shown, but maybe there is something that, I guess I'd like to believe there is, I'd like to think, you know, think there is that sort of, um, all of that is is understood when they go to kill an animal, but it is. Yeah this the that, that word reverence and I will say that word evil that's something I have thought about too right you think you you, you non hunters will look at things and the word kill in the in this, the context of the hunt is an evil or a bad mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and um you know for the, the other side it is a good right and it's just how to get that across to folks that that don't, you know, hunt, again, is just like where we are now, trying to, to to chop up and 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 construct sort of the best uh, ideas and words that will help get, you know, get that across. And, I mean, no, nah, I think that's it too. I mean, you know, part of it, you're talking about, like, this eternal struggle, of course it is. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, you know, it's a game we're trying to – Trying to play, and it's not necessarily if we're winning it or not. It is just sort of this this thing that we're cobbling together to to make something, and and uh, that's part of the struggle, right?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I think just getting people to think more about their actions and about their speech, about the words, the accuracy of their terms.
2: That's it. But they write the accuracy. I mean, all of that works out. It's it's, it's not like. I don't think that's a coincidence that we use these, these words to hit a point, right? You know, you're accurate in the shot on the deer. You've got to be accurate in articulating what it is that you're saying, right? And the most accurate, the most accurate shot and term, right, lends itself to the good. And that is what is fun about the hunting, to be as most, to be most accurate as you can, I guess, if mm-hmm. that's what the fun is. And so that, um, you know.
1: Endless pursuit of accuracy. Oh, no
2: doubt, right. In it, this is, right, this is it. Endless pursuit of accuracy, wherein, um, you know, the imperfect try to be perfect, and you're never going to be perfect, you know. So why do you keep doing it? It's just, that's the fun. Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that's a good note to end it on. That's the fun. There you go. Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening, as always. Leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth around hunting.